Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know about hot, steamy it is, but hot, yeah. Good morning and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I am so excited this morning and always, always, always enthused about hanging out with my folks, Coffee Talk with Soy listeners. Yes, indeed, I have me a hot beverage in hand, working on my second cup of java. So tell me, what are you drinking? Could it be herbal tea? Could it be cold water? You know, they say room temperature water is better for you. It definitely helps with the digestive system. So if you're up early and you've just worked out or possibly having you a light snack or breakfast or whatever it is you do in the morning, do it well and think about your health first. All right, it's your girl, Soy. It's your girl, Soy. Ready for some real talk? Real topics right now. I can't start this show without wishing you all the happy holidays. And more importantly, well, just as important as wishing you happy holidays, wishing that one of the things that you have gifted yourself is our app. It's a free gift, and it's from me to you. So visit your iTunes or Google Play Store and download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy. It's a gift that keeps on giving. All right, let's be festive this holiday season. Today, our show topic is the opportunist. Mm. It went by you. Did it go over your head? Let me bring it in a little closer. The friend of me. Yeah, the friend of me. Those people who you're hanging out with, spending your time with, and they're not really your friends. Yeah. They're not really your friends. Sometimes these people present themselves as maybe a lover, maybe a spouse, you know, someone you're married to, unfortunately. But there's hope. There's hope. We have some things coming up that's going to help you if you're living with a friend of me, right? Also, people in your social circle, coworkers people of that nature. We're going to help you to identify who they are because coming up in the show, we are going to identify the characteristics of the opportunist. Too often we allow people to come into our lives that mean us no good. These people have sought you out and their only interest in you is what they can get from you. And when they're done with you, they are done with you. If this has happened to you more than once, and becoming a regular pattern, perhaps it's time for you to be introduced to the characteristics called the opportunist. Remember, these people are also people you're in a relationship with. So it's not just your girlfriends or your guy friends. It's people who you are in relationship with as well. So keep that in mind. Let's jump right into it. You know, they say time flies when you're having fun. So let's jump right into the characteristics. Number one, 
borrowers. They may borrow money and never pay you back. They borrow your clothes, your property, anything that's not nailed down, they'll borrow it. And when they return it, it's damaged. And they may even go so far as to let other people borrow it too. Anyone come to mind? Anyone come to mind? Because this person will eat you out of a house and home. And then when you confront them, they become angry. Really? Opportunists are people that are users. The second characteristic of an opportunist, they're self-centered. Self-centered. And this type of person lives by the mantra, it's all about me. They will always talk about themselves and won't even care to discuss you. They're not interested in you, you see. They're not interested in how you are, how your day was was going, or what you did today, or how you're feeling. They're not interested in that. If you notice that, if you're in the conversation with them and uh, how you're doing comes up, the next thing is it's all about them all the time. They brag a lot. Whether it be about themselves or material possessions, their boyfriends, their sisters, their mamas, their job, they always find a way to make it about themselves, and they always want to come off better than you. You can never get a word in with them. And they have this ability, or should I say inability, that they only see their own opinion. They cannot seem to put themselves in other people's shoes. I believe it's childish, childish behavior is what I call it. And they're unable to separate their own beliefs, thoughts, and ideas from others. You see, it's all about them. They're self-centered. The third characteristic on my list of opportunists is the person who is the victim. Oh, yeah, the poor me, what was me attitude. This person always comes to you when having problems for advice and lets you know in no uncertain terms how much hardship they're going through. Most of the time they blow it well out of proportion and don't really give you all the facts. But it's always the woe is me. But when you need advice from them, there's no way to be found. They're not around. So it's not unfair when you don't mind spending two hours to cool them off or to help them. But if it's for you, it's more like five minutes because it's the woe is me, the pity party. You know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what it is. And remember, it's not just your friends. It can also be in your relationships as well. So keep that in mind. Also, let me remind you about the characteristic number four, the clingy friend. And this type of person can't share you with other people. When you do, when you do have other people around, they're jealous because they want you all to themselves. Very clingy, very needy. And yet this clinginess has a strange hierarchy that leaves you out 
when someone more important is in the circle. Yeah, when someone more important is around, now they're not so clingy to you. They're clingy to that other more important person. Now, this is a sure sign that this person can't bear to be alone and that all you are is a babysitter. Babysitting their emotions. They're very clingy. Be very certain that this person will ditch you in a minute if someone else more important enters the circle. They're clingy, friend. Clingy, clingy. Moving on to number five of Soy's characteristic list, identifying the opportunists. So if you're just joining in with us, we went through the first four, which was the borrower, the self-centered person, the victim, woe is me, and then the clingy friend. Number five, two-faced person. This is one of my favorites here. Oh, what should I say? One of the most common ones. Yeah, the the person who was two-faced now, this person will smile in your face, but when you're not around, you know what they do. They stab you in your back. We know these people all too well. But what I can't seem to understand is why do we tolerate their behavior? Why do we tolerate their behavior? This person will take your ideas, pass them on as theirs. Your assets, anything you have, pass it on as theirs. And the two-faced person has also been known in the workplace, right, to get promoted using ideas that you shared with them. They'll stab you in your back. How do you deal with two-faced people? Why do we deal with two-faced people? See, what I like to do is I like to call them out. If anyone knows me, knows that, oh, I love to call them out. Oh, yeah, I think I have this satisfaction of watching them squirm when you call them out, and they try to wiggle themselves out of their two-faced behavior. Yeah, see, I don't tolerate it. I could tell you a couple of stories, but we don't have time for that. Maybe if you hit me up on Facebook, I'll share some. And if it's you, you know who you are. That two-faced person. The one that smiles in your face. But when around other people, they make you feel small by continually putting you down. Talking behind your back. Cowards is what they are. Number seven. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Number six. The sixth characteristic is a snob. Now, this person never acknowledges or give you credit for who you are. They don't accept you for who you are. They're usually insulting you, using derogatory slang words, knowing that it offends you. This friend doesn't accept you for who you are. They may refer to you by the broke person, the fat person. Or they want to give you an adjective to describe you as opposed to using your name, as opposed to using something uplifting. They make fun of you. 
comes to mind. And and the thing about it is sometimes they make fun of you and say things like you don't already know. Now, that right there, I got that from the comedian, uh, what's his name, Bruce Bruce. Y'all yeah, know Bruce Bruce. He's an overset guy, heavy set, out of the southern area. I think he's from Atlanta. But he's a well-known comedian. And generally, his stand-up is about his weight. And one of the jokes he tells is that, you know, I hate when people call me fat as if they don't know I'm all right. I know I'm fat. It don't bother me. I know I'm fat. So he, he puts that out there. The snob. Number seven, another characteristic is the spy. Now, I think this is more common in relationships. Because the spy is the person who's always looking to figure out who has what. You know, the ones who's trying to keep up with the Joneses is what we used to say when I was young. But the spy is the person who's always checking your assets. You see, they're jealous, you see. And they want to get close to your network of friends or your acquaintances. They're not really interested in you. So try to dump this person as soon as you find out there is one in your circle because this person is poisonous. They're always checking to find out who has what. And generally, they also refer to this kind of person as a groupie. They just kind of tagging along to see what they can get, want to find out who's doing what so they know where to leap next. Be careful of the spy. The next characteristic is the queen bee, or king bee, for that matter. This type of person is really dominating. They don't accept you if you have different opinions than theirs. They accept only when you think like them. That's when they accept you. Some are like this because they are insecure, but others are merely jerks and just need to dominate. Kind of like a bullying behavior. Bullying your friendship. And it's a little different from what I mentioned earlier as the woe is me kind of person. It's a little different from this because this this kind of characteristic is a little more aggressive in nature. And they're kind of strong-arming you. Now, the passive-aggressive one is, this, is, is the behavior. The woe is me is the one that's kind of leading you um, with sympathy. You know, the I can't do this, I can't do that, the help me kind of thing that draws you in. Now, this one is a little more aggressive behavior, more bullying type of thing. And then you find that if you don't go along with it, they get mad. Now, these things may sound a little childish to some. And if so, that's a great thing because that means that you're selecting the right people in your social circle. You may be surprised to hear about people, you know, 40-plus behaving like this way. 
the demographics in this show generally run uh, it's more professional audience the age bracket maybe it's about 37 on up and so if you have not had the opportunity to witness these kind of characteristics lately in your social circle or in your relationships then you, you I want to say thumbs up to you because you're probably making some really good choices as to people that you tend to hang around with or involve yourself with. But sometimes we have no control over that. We can't pick our family members. We can't choose our siblings, nieces and nephews, aunts and uncles. God help us if it's a parent. But this kind of behavior exists in humans. And we got to start taking responsibility for the people that we pull into our lives and what they bring to us. Because sometimes they pull us down and they prevent us from getting to where we're trying to get to in life. That's the main thing. They steal your happiness. They steal your joy. They steal your children. They steal your spouses. So I would want you to be able to identify these folks and get rid of them. As we approach a new year and we're looking to grow and excel and acquire more things in life, not just material things. Some people are looking to acquire peace, happiness, and cut out the drama, cut out all the misfortunes. And I think the first thing that we need to do in order to move toward that is to look at the people that we surround ourselves with. Look at what they bring or don't bring to the table closest to you. And they are either for you or against you. I'm sorry to tell you, they can't be on the fence. And if they're on the fence, they're only going to be up there for a short time. And you should let them ride the fence. You should hold the people in your life accountable for who they are and what they mean to you. Make it count. Don't waste your time. It is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. And you should be striving to have the best life that you can have today. And make a conscious decision when you wake up in the morning. What can I do today better than yesterday? What did I learn from yesterday? I always ask myself, and I call it my gratitude journal, what did I do yesterday that's worth talking about today? What am I most thankful for? And people, it's harder to do these kind of things when you're doing them by yourself. And you don't have to. Because there are a circle of people out there that are good quality people that you can associate yourself with. Why are you involved with people who talk about you behind your back? They're two-faced. They're snobs. They're spies looking to see who has what. They're not about quality people. They're opportunists. They want to borrow and take what you have. They're self-centered. They're only thinking about themselves. And they're only involved or stick around long enough to benefit. How many people can you call 
when there's really something else going on with you, they have a heart-to-heart conversation, and they give you something. They listen to you. They provide you with positive feedback. Now, get this positive feedback ain't always okay. It's going to be all right. I know. And they jump on a bandwagon with you. Sometimes positive feedback is saying, hey, wait a minute. And so, wait a minute now. You were wrong. You should not have said that. You should not have done that. That's positive feedback because that's real talk. So positive feedback, don't get it twisted. It's not always the go-along conversation. And that's another whole show because that requires us to be accountable for who we are. But today's topic, people, is about the opportunists and the friend of me that's in your camp. I hope the list of characteristics that I shared with you, those are some of the top, I guess that's the top eight that I wanted to share that I think are really relevant. They're the most common, but do some research on it. And follow your gut instinct. It'll never lead you wrong. See, that's God talking to you. That's that spirit. That's that intuition. And some of us are gifted enough with a discernment to spot it right off. Bam, there it is. I can tell right there how this person is. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're in my company and you want to sit around and talk about the next person, I already know. I already know what's going on with you. I'm talking about when this topic is not even of discussion, they're bringing it up. Now, you could be somewhere and you, and the person enters the room, and it may be a light little discussion about something that happened. And No, I'm talking about they're really focusing on this person, ratting them out. You know they're cool with the person. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been in some situations where I've said that. Weren't you just with her yesterday? Why are you talking about her and you with her yesterday? Now, it doesn't happen too often because folks seem to know that uh, I I kind of enjoy making them squirm. Because I think that if you're bold enough to do it, I'm bold enough to address your behavior. And I enjoy it. It's like, I mean, I get my popcorn and and I want to just sit back and, and, and watch them wiggle. How are you going to get out of this one? All in all, I hope that these tactics has, has helped you to identify some people who are in your camp. That shouldn't be. Allowing you to screen their behavior. Look back at their motives. And it's tough. It's not easy. I've had to do this in my own personal life. I had to look back at some people. And I had to make personal phone calls and, and say that, you know, this 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 is not working. This is not working. Our relationship is not working. I'm cool with you, you know, but, you know, it, it's not working. It, it, it's, it's one side. It's always all about you. And to be quite honest, I've only had to do this with one person in my life. Now, there are some people that I cut off. No, no doubt. I never really had a formal conversation to cut it off. You kind of just do away with them. You know, block. I never blocked the number, but I probably deleted the name. Let them go to voicemail. But I did have an opportunity to do it one time with the person because I wanted to make sure that when I cut this person off, I gave them the benefit of the doubt so we can, get, can discuss it because they were really close to me or so I thought. But it happens. And you know what? 
you know what, people? To be honest, my life is so much more peaceful. Because who wants to be looking over your shoulder? You know, I posted something on Facebook uh, a couple of months ago, and there was a question. And I posted the question in my alumni group, my high school alumni group. And the question was, could you leave your best friend and your spouse home alone? I think it said for seven hours or something, 11 hours or whatever it was. And I wasn't surprised at the responses that were there because some people were like, no, mm-mm. I don't let my girlfriend come close to my man. Stuff like that. People co-signed and agreed. And when I read it, my heart broke for them. And what I noticed was no one was holding their spouse accountable. I keep my girlfriend away. Now, if you chose that kind of spouse that you got to be concerned about, you probably need a new spouse. It shouldn't even be a question in your mind if this is the person you've chose. Then note the question said, leave them in your home. So I would assume that this is already a domestic relationship where you're with the person. But if this person can't be trusted around your social circle, what are you doing with them? That's how I look at it. So it's not just about your friend. It's also the spouse and making sure you choose people who are trustworthy, who have your best interests at heart, and who have a sense of loyalty that this wouldn't even be a question for them. That was interesting to me. But, of course, my BFF is my BFF, and I said I can leave my BFF there for seven hours, seven days, seven years. I know the loyalty. Shout out to my BFF. So here are some tips for you. True friends should be there for you. True friends have boundaries. And I want you to test your boundaries with these people, these friendemies or these opportunists that are in your life. Create some distance from them and see how you function without them. Test it. If your life is better in their absence, then that's a kind of indication of where you might go. If you find that there is a need for them, then you just need to look at that and make sure that it's co-beneficial. You guys are good together. You help each other. You're growing together. And it's not just a one-sided relationship. And be prepared. Be prepared and have the strength to walk away. It may be the best thing happening for you. A true friend is willing to acknowledge an issue and carry the weight if something is wrong. So test that. Test that and see how that works for you. And remember, remember, the whole thing is about having a quality, healthy life. Quality, healthy people around you in your social circle. I want to share with you this quote by Dr. Seuss about friends. I love the quote by Dr. Seuss about friends. Be who you are and say who you... I'm sorry. Be who you are and say who you are. Because those who mind don't matter and those who don't mind matter. I hope you've enjoyed those tips as you move 
move on and getting ready to face 2015, we got to make choices because we got to have better, happier lives. You know, as we grow up, we realize that it's less important to have lots of friends and more important to have real ones. A true friend reaches for your hand and touches your heart. No more frenemies, folks. In 2015, turn them loose. Let them go. I tell you, I'll take 100 pennies any day. And you should, too. It's your girl, Soy. I've enjoyed you. All right, now visit the website, www.coffeetalkwithsoy.com. Stay connected with us through our app, Coffee Talk with Soy, in your app store. Happy New Year, you guys. Have a great week.